Welcome to 104 Days, a Phineas and Ferb companion podcast. I'm Callie. And I'm her dad. And this is episode 63, De Plin De Plin. So this is the one where the boys are trying to break the Spruce Goose record of the biggest airplane. And Duvetmertz wants to get rid of the water in swimming pools, apparently. Let's start off by talking about the title of the episode. What is the title a reference to, Callie? Any idea? No. So there was a TV show back in the, I want to say, late 1970s called Fantasy Island. had Ricardo Montalban. And I believe the guy's name was Hervé Villachese. Villachese? Something like that. Anyway, he was a a little person. And uh, he had an accent, like like a Hispanic accent, maybe. And Fantasy Island was set on an island. (laughs) And every episode, they would have a guest star, and the guest star would come in on a plane. And... Deplane, deplane. And so the, the guy would be like, Deplane, deplane. The formula was close to a 10. It was a 9. The only thing we needed was de- Linda's whatever she was doing. Yeah, well, we, we know, know she, what was, she was doing. We know she was bringing Candace back from the emergency room at the very end. So you could almost give it a 9.5. But um, that, was, that was at the very end. We've had a nice run here the last several episodes. This is the seventh consecutive episode or story that we've had a, at least a seven on the formula, and we've just come off a run of three eights in a row, and now we have this nine. So I wonder if now we're really getting into the swing of what I expect the formula to be. We also have, again in this episode, Isabella talking about getting an accomplishment badge. Which so that's recurring, right? It is. It is. That's a recurring thing. She mentioned it in... The Chronicles of Meep episode, remember, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know what's cute if it bit your legs off. Yes, that's what it was. And I feel like going forward, there's often like some arcane accomplishment patch that she's trying to accomplish. I believe in a season four episode, like a part episode, kind of. I think it was a badge about telling someone how they felt, how she really felt accomplishment patch. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, they, there, are, there are lots of different accomplishment patches, that's for sure. How to bake a cake accomplishment patch. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a look at the song, which was Big Ginormous Airplane in the style of like, in the uh, sky. like a 19, I want to say like a 1930s, 1940s kind of uh, lounge singer kind of thing that Ferb had going on there. I watched this episode with grandma today that's how i have my top three um she also said the same thing like 19 something something yeah yeah so that's what they were going for it was a nice one i liked it i even had like a little bit of a a tinny sound at the beginning uh kind of like you might expect from an old radio a radio even older than your grandma wow i know i'm saying (laughs) even older the nader that Dr. Doofenshmirtz made was actually an evaporator nader. And we would say the backstory, but it's my number one. Whoops. Boiler. Uh, there's only one other thing I wanted to mention, which is, once again, we see some nice internal consistency, internal... Uh, what's the word? 
Continuity. Internal continuity. How would I know that word? <laughs> You're asking me. How? Remember when, when Stacy was trying to encourage Candace not to be afraid of this, this Australian girl, she referenced four previous episodes. Did you catch what the four episodes were, Kelly? You went to Mars. You fought dinosaurs. Those, those are numbers three and two. I, the part where she said, where she went like this. Remember? You traveled through time. That part was funny. Uh, the very first thing she said was, remember the last time this happened? And the, the she wasn't even a she. And which, what episode was that? Um, Switzer. It's a Swinter's Wonderland. Unusual and you can ski while you get tan, cause it's winter. Bum, bum. Okay. Let's go on to our top three, Callie. Who's going first? You. I'm going first. That was too loud. You. I'm going first. Uh, so my number three is very long. It is the whole bit when Major Monogram... Relax, everybody. When Major Monogram was talking to Perry about uh, Doofenshmirtz has been stealing bottles from recycling bins and nothing good can come from that. Unless, of course, he's recycling, in which case nothing but good can come from that. Unless he's recycling it into some hideous weapon, uh, which is something, once again, no good could come from, except, of course, for the recycling part, which is, I guess, still at its essence good. Even if you're making something evil, it's still reducing the... Listen, there's just there's just too much. Why are we talking about good and bad? He's doing something neutral. Make sure he keeps doing it. I like the neutral. He's doing something neutral. Keep making him do it. Just his how troubled Major Monogram was by whether what he was doing was good or bad was amusing to me. My number three is when Jufford Schmertz said, I don't really remember what he was talking about, but he said, I call it grievel, green and evil. Yes, that's right. I oh, don't know. By the way, I remembered another thing that I wanted to talk about. All the jokes that they made about newspaper. We made it out of newspaper to make sure it's newsworthy. And then Phineas said, and read all over. Buford says, because it's funny, right? Yep. I don't... Yeah, like like the funnies. And then... I la- kind of laughed at it. And then they like, said, no. the only way we have, we're using it so to have a good circulation. And then what did Buford say? Oh, come on. Yes, we got the recurring, oh, come on gag right there. All right, my number two. Candace speaking about... I was, yeah, in my head, I was thinking Nicorette. I'm like, oh, no, that's not right. So Candace was talking about Nicolette. She's like, she's like catnip for boys. She's boy nip. Grandma also laughed at that. I'm just saying. That's not surprising. <laughs> we have probably have somewhat similar senses of humor. My number two? My number two is when Buford, when... Buford is like threatening about G that about I don't know peanuts. No, it's before that. It's when he's getting ready. He said he's, they're getting ready to go on 
the plane, and he's like, "There better be good food service here or something." And then Belchie's just like, "Welcome to Wedgieville, population me." I actually broke down. Ready? Welcome to Weedville, Billy, population me. Yeah, I would say what you actually wrote down here was "Welcome to Weedville, population me." I'm glad you can read it. You you have I to read. read- you have to read stuff that is not actually spelled correctly. I have to read stuff that's not written correctly. <laughs> My number one, after they're watching the thing about the spruce goose, he says, wow, that's quite a record. And only one afternoon away from being broken. Even right then, his lids, he was kind of like half-lidded, the way he kind of closed his eyes halfway. It was like, yep, we're going to break that record. My number one, the thing we've all been waiting for. No, that is my number one. Okay, let me explain it. Doof's backstory is um, Doofus mom didn't like public pools. And Doofus mom just looked down at little Doofus saying, no. That's, it's just the way she said it. And then there was about five seconds of silence as... Perry and Dr. Doofenshmirtz just looked back and forth between each other. And, and then Dr. Doofenshmirtz defended the fact that not every backstory has to have some tragic moment in it. I mean, yeah. So I thought I, that was on my short list of, of funny bits, the, the abbreviated backstory. Hmm. By the way, this is the fifth consecutive story that's had backstorying a backstory. Again. It's basically almost turning into part of the formula at this point. He's backstorying. You've got me backstorying, you sly dog. Is that what you're going for? Yeah. Like from the Incredibles monologue. Well, Callie, that's about it for this episode. If people want to get a hold of us, what do they should? What should they do? Do you think? Callie and her dad at gmail.com. Yeah. And speaking of which, yeah, we have an email that we wanted to read here that we received uh, from a listener, Courtney. Callie says she'd like me to read it, so I will read it. So here's what Courtney has to say. I like, okay, love Phineas and Ferb. I've watched it all my life, and I think that it's awesome. And then she has a question for us. Do you think you can do an episode where you talk about the funniest parts? It's a good question, Callie. Is that an episode that we're going to do at some point where we just look at the funniest parts from the entire run of the series? Probably at the end of the entire run of the series. I'm going to be honest. I haven't been keeping track of my individual top threes. And I think it's going to be a hard thing to reconstruct at this point. Um, I'm can, not sure what my top three is anymore. I can tell you episodes, to be honest. one of the, probably the part that I laughed the hardest at so far. Mine breeds fast. Hmm? Mine breeds fast. <laughs> Uh, that that's up there. That one's up there. But it was it was the one where they were in the back. Well, oh, it was the one where the whole stadium turned into bread. Like in general, I didn't like that episode, but had one to crack that whip, and <laughs> it turned it turned into bread. And Candace <laughs> looked at Phineas, and she's like, "What happened?" And Phineas just goes, "Uh." I like. <laughs> <laughs> So I know that there's a a really funny part coming up in just a couple of episodes. Anyway, continuing with the email uh, for for Courtney 
She says it was, in one good scare ought to do it. Where Candace says that Phineas and Ferb left an ugly mess in the backyard, and Baljeet is standing in that exact spot. And then when she did it again, and Baljeet said, oh, excuse me, I forgot my satchel. And the mom says, goodbye, Candace. Pretty sure that w- I'm pretty sure that was your number one for that episode, Callie. Yep. I'd have to go back and listen to be sure. Another question. Like, another question she asks: Do you also think you could do an episode on the Second Dimension movie and yes. Candace Against the Universe movie? Yes, of course we will do those. Uh, we're doing everything at this point in chronological, well, production order. Uh, so when we get to those movies, and of course, Candace Against the Universe will be last. That'll be the last episode, unless by the time we get there, they've made more or something. We're uh, not sure. We can't predict But the, the second dimension movie comes along before then. I can't wait until season four where they go into the Night of the Living Doofenshmirtzes, I think is what the episode's called. And then uh, Courtney also had some of her favorites that she wanted to share. So we're going to go ahead and share them with you, too. Her favorite episode. Phineas and Ferb Interrupted. Yeah, I don't know what that one is. Search it. No, we'll get there. Her favorite side character, Captain Weber. Okay. Her top four songs is, her, num- her number four is Fabulous. I'm fabulous. <laughs> and her number three is Roller Coaster. Which we haven't heard yet. That's but, coming up. Yes. And Fun House, which is coming up soon. That's, that is a good song. I agree. That one's I coming up. I haven't heard that much. I don't watch that one much. And Brand New Reality. Is that from the movie? Brand New Reality? I believe so. Okay, I'm not sure. I've only heard probably Fabulous right now. Right. Yeah, we've only come across one of Courtney's top four songs. We'll uh, get there, Just a Courtney. couple Don't- other bits here. The episode with the best songs altogether she has is Dude, We're Getting the Band Back Together. I will quibble. I will say the episode with the best songs is Roller Coaster the Musical. I or really thought you were going to possi- agree with her on that. Or possibly Summer Belongs to You, which there we'll get to those back-to-back later at the end of season two. I don't think I have favorite songs yet. And then, again, the episode with the funniest part in it. So one good scare ought to do it. So thanks, Courtney, for the email. You too, like Courtney, can have your email read on the show All if you want. All you have to do is say, read my email. Yeah, or words to that effect, and we'd be happy to do it. And uh, to go out, we'll, uh, we'll take a listen to Ferb's line. Check. Yep, that was it. Taste the chicken